Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. A loyal listener is like being part of an exclusive club or a really weird cult. A tradition better than Sunday dinner with a family. Coming to you live from Atlanta, it's the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. And I am so glad that you got up early with me. But you already missed two hours. But if you get the radio.com app, you can rewind up to 24 hours. You could go back and hear some of Robin Lundberg and Ken Carmen from yesterday, if you were so inclined. That's how great the Radio.com app is. Of course, we love our CBS Sports Radio affiliates all over the country that carry the John Kincaid Show. Even those that cut away for the Hunting and Fishing Show, the Auto Trader Show, the Yard Sale Show, which is still one of my favorite things. If I'm going to be preempted, to be preempted for, like, the yard sale show is, is a little fun. I, I bow to it. I'm coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. If you want to see loan options, adjust your payments and closing costs in real time, Rocket can. If, you're, if your local station cuts away for any part of the John Kincaid show, tell me what they cut away for. Now, if they cut away for local programming, I totally get it. Like, if they, like local, local sports programming, they want to bring you some of the great voices from your hometown. I totally get it. But I want to hear, like, the strangest show that they cut away from. There was one time when I was at uh, ESPN Radio, and this show was over on ESPN Radio for seven years uh, before we came here. And now we're in our eighth year at CBS Sports Radio, so CBS wins. CBS wins. Uh, there was a women's health show. With, on one of the stations, and they left in the middle of my show. They left for one hour and then came back to my show. So in the middle, it's like this women's health show. And so one week I said, that would be pretty funny if somebody sent me some clips from the women's health show. Let me just tell you, we played a couple of the clips the next week, and management didn't find it very funny. And, and so we didn't do that again. Always the rebel. Always the Rebel. Thanks for joining us. We appreciate you being a part of the show. Tell your family, tell your friends. Uh, remember, you can also listen on Sirius XM 206, which is where I catch some of the hijinks that go on here on CBS Sports Radio. I will have my college football playoff four coming up here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio before we get to the next commercial break. So that is a, that's a little bit of what they call a tease for you. We saw the Houston Astros season end. They will not be going to the World Series, so bang your trash cans in disgust down there in Houston. Again, 
makes me chuckle when people around the Astros or fans of the Astros or something try to make it out like people are being really cruel to the Astros. They're being really unfair to the Astros. I'm like, are you like, are you serious? Is that what you're? Is that how you're going to play it? Couple gentlemen here. You know, I, I J.K. I usually love your stuff, but you're you're picking on the Astros is really you know it's sort of out of line. Every, and here's it: every team was doing it. Really, every team was doing it, huh? So every team was 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 cheating. Every team had set up a system to be able to, really, every team did that. I, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I didn't, I didn't realize that. Then you're exactly right. In the fantasy existence in which you live, you're exactly right. The, the Houston Astros are victims. Here's the problem. It really bothered them this year. And nobody's going to forget And no fans got to be in the stands this year. So what the Astros should have gotten last year, this past season, which is now their past season, they're going to get next year. It's never going away. The stain on the Astros winning a championship, (coughs) the stain of that isn't going away. It's not something they can wish away. It's not something that the organization can say, yeah, well, people will get over it. Here's the memo. Nobody's getting over it. Because of the arrogant way with which you handled it, the arrogant way with which you dismissed the assertions that you were a lousy bunch of cheating dogs, that gets you. And that gets you every time. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4CBS. Tim in Edmond, Oklahoma joins us. Is Tim still there, AP? So great to hear you talk about your mom, Jake. Thanks. Thank you, Tim. Talk about mom. Uh, you're, you're cutting in and out. We'll put you on hold. We'll see if you get to a better cell, and we'll bring you back. Uh, if you missed that earlier on in the show, I was up in Philadelphia this week, and... Um, was able to be there with my mom, and uh, you've heard her many times on the show over the years. And uh, she has been given a terminal cancer diagnosis. So I will be trying to be the good son. I'll try to be the good son uh, to make sure she doesn't have a ton of time left, according to the doctors. But she is a woman of great faith, as is her son. And... I know that she is okay with what she's facing, and she's pretty amazing. She's a pretty amazing woman. Let's go back to Tim. Tim, how are you, bud? Yeah, man, I'm great, and I love to hear you talk about mom. I love my mom dearly. I was talking about love it or list it. I'm glad you brought up the show. David is the away team every time. Yes. Hillary's the home team, and it's not fair. She's got that emotional attachment with the families in their homes. David is the away team. You are the rebel. Keep talking it up, by, brother. I got you way, on my prayers. Don't you, Go don't ahead. you, don't you, isn't she a, there's something about her. She a very, she a very attractive woman. And I well, do, Listen, JK, your attachment and your attractiveness <laughs> is to brunettes. I got it. Man. I think that's what it is. Talk, yeah, it is. Yeah. But it's her accent. I'm, it's her attitude. 
It's her accent. It's her attitude. David is. He's he's a he's a three and a half point underdog every game. Absolutely. Every game going hey. into love it or list it. Pray it up for you. Thank you, Keep buddy. Doing the right thing, stud. I I'll appreciate talk to you it, later. man. Love it or list it. Anthony, I can't believe you 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 don't like you don't you've never watched Love It or List It. No, I have not. Okay, it's a great show. So a couple, the pr- quick premise. You, they find a couple who has a house that needs renovations. One couple, one part of the couple wants to move and wants a new house. The other part of the couple wants to stay and renovate the house. Wants to stay where they are and just renovate it. They're attached to the house. So a realtor and a home designer, you know, a home remodeler, come in and work with the couple. So the realtor's trying to get them to leave, and the home remodeler's trying to get them to stay. And it's a really interesting show. Wow. And it, it's yeah. a, it, you don't sound very... Sound, Look, sounds, you watch like 50 Day Fiance or something, like or my 900-pound <laughs> wife. What do you watch? My, uh, my little people girlfriend. What, like, you watch crap. <laughs> you watch literal X-Lax should sponsor your TV viewing. That what you watch. I mean, come on. You're watching that and you can't watch that? And the Balmers, you got to watch the Balmers. They do uh, Renovation Inc. And Anthony, all I'm going to tell you is Mrs. Balmer, very, very attractive. Very, very attractive. Then there's Christina on the coast. And again, Christina, she, had, she definitely has her moments. Very, very attractive. There's the, these shows are put together. And I told you with Chip and Joanna, they're like wholesome, all-American, everything about them. And you would find Joanna Gaines very attractive. They, they, put, they, put a lot, they add a little sexiness quotient, quotient to the shows. And for whatever reason, the, the guys aren't on the network. Have you with ever all, watched Chris Lee's No Best? I, I've actually met the Chris Lee's many times. Not many times. Well, wait, it's, it's more than twice. Well, that's why I brought it up, because don't you live near them? Yes, but I, I used to. I used to live really close to them. And I've run into members of the family at various events over the years, and uh, they, they seem like a very colorful bunch. Every time I think the Kincaids in Philadelphia are a crazy bunch, the Chrisleys are far, I mean, it, it, it's, it's far crazier. It is far crazier. By the way, so I go home this week, and so I'm there to see my mom. So I can't, I'm not staying in my mom's apartment with her, so I get a hotel room, all right? So I get a hotel room, and it's back in this town called Newtown Square, which is where my grade school is, where I went to grade school, St. Anastasia's. And it's the town next to the town I grew up in. But honestly, it's like two and a half miles from the house I grew up in is where this hotel is. This hotel didn't exist like three years ago, two years ago. They, they've now created one of those live-eat play, things where you got the hotel and you got the, a couple restaurants and you got a Whole Foods and everything. It, it's pretty awesome. Out of nowhere. Like, this used to be just woods. Right next to the DuPont Estate. And I'm staying in this hotel, and the other night I meet one of my old high school classmates out for dinner. And we both looked at each other and were like, Man, our hometown grew up. Not only have we aged, 
and grown up, but our hometown grew up. There's a hotel now. We never had a hotel. There was no hotel ever. And now they have this Hilton Garden Inn. It was beautiful. It was really, really nice. Except for the fact that they had multiple weddings come in Friday night. And I don't know where, and there was this wedding party that came in from Baltimore. And what I would tell you is this. There are people who you know never get out. They never get out in life. They must never, ever leave their houses. Because once they do, and they get to like a hotel or something, they become like, as my buddy Matt Chernoff on 6A to the Fan Atlanta used to say, the woo girls. They become like woo girls at a, at a, at a college bar. Woo! Hi! Hi, honey! Hi, woo! Woo! Walking into the bar. There was so much noise Friday night. I mean, it was like Baltimore had never gotten out. This, this wow. wedding party. Oh, my gosh. It was l- loud. Did you ever watch that Honey Boo Boo? Is that one of your shows, Anthony? Honey uh, Boo Boo? That was on TLC. I never watched it, but I know what you're talking about. Okay, well, well, believe me. I think Honey Boo Boo had relatives, and they live in Baltimore. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. They were the loudest group that I've ever, that I've ever encountered. Do you oh, think about God. crashing the wedding? No. I have done that before, though. Have you done that? Yeah. I crashed a wedding once. Did you get caught? No, because I, I was on a business trip, and I had had a very busy Friday. In fact, a major, like a major um, presentation that I'd made. And we got ink. I was probably 26 years old, and we got the ink, got the deal. But I was staying in California, so I was staying there. So I went to drink at, have a cocktail at the hotel next door. I just wanted to have a celebratory cocktail, and nobody else from the L.A. office was staying after we got done. They were all going home because they had like a two-hour commute. So I decided to go to this hotel, let traffic die down a little bit before driving back to my hotel. So I go into the bar. Now, look, think of J.K. at 26. Anthony, just picture it. Studly, handsome, slick suit. And I walk into the bar, and there's this, I'm I'm having a cocktail by myself, and this very attractive girl comes over and starts having a conversation with me. And she's all dressed up. Like, she's all dressed up. And I'm like, you're very dressed up for a bar. What, like, and I could tell she's in, like, a wedding thing. And she goes, my date is such an, a blank and starts bitching about her date at the wedding. And I said, well, you should have taken me. Oh. And she said. Smooth. She said, come on. And I got brought into the wedding. And she literally had a date for the wedding. And she brought me into the wedding reception. And was trying to flaunt it in the guy's face that she had found somebody better at the hotel bar. You know, when you first said you, you got ink, because like you got a tattoo. <laughs> no, I got a, I got contract. I got the contract signed. Made a nice little uh, commission. It was it was the good life. And hopefully, I don't have to go back to that life. <laughs> I, I'm, no, I'm I sure you won't have to. I don't. I don't know. I don't, I don't think know. so. I have not gotten any. Uh, I have not gotten any. Uh, nah, firm. Well, you're teasing everybody. I haven't gotten any firm offers Which yet to work. Which is super annoying. I hate when people do you that. You don't like that? These, oh, it's you so like my annoying. Use of, you like my use shut of social media up. this like, week? Just, you know, you're starving for attention when you well, do something like that. Wait a minute. How long have you known me? 
dying acting, for the attention. Act, Just wait till like, you can announce something then. You're acting like I'm, you're surprised. It's unbelievable. Seth Everett. He's one of our friends. And his Sports with Friends podcast, very popular. And then his Hall of Justice podcast is really popular with guys like Anthony, who dress up like superheroes and go to parties and stuff. By the way, Olivia's going to be Wonder Woman for Halloween. I saw the costume last night. Holy moly. My little girl's growing up. We'll talk to Seth Everett about the pending World Series. But who joins Tampa? He'll tell us next. It's the John Kincaid Show. Thanks for hanging out with us on CBS Sports Radio. This is the John Kincaid Show. Welcome back to the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. I've said it before. It's my favorite television sports-like theme song ever. The old CBS Major League Baseball theme. Absolutely love it. And I've really enjoyed bubble baseball in its own way. we got to find a way to make it work. Seth Everett loves Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball Insider. He's got a Sports with Friends podcast, which is incredibly popular. But the Hall of Justice podcast, I was told by one of my coworkers who didn't even know you did Sports with Friends, but listens to the Hall of Justice podcast. <laughs> like, I mean, he works at a sports station. <laughs> and he doesn't listen to your Sports with Friends. He only knows you as the guy who does the Hall of Justice podcast. <laughs> I'm like, do you ever check his social media? He does sports, too. Yeah. He's a baseball guy. Sports it's with friends. John, it's so great to talk to you again. One of my favorite Twitter followers. Love him. Um, sports with friends, we pay tribute to Joe Morgan, Whitey Ford, and uh, Jimmy Lee Solomon. And there's a great story in there that we I can't really expand too much on this segment. But sure. I was convinced. For five years, that Jimmy Lee Solomon was going to be the next commissioner of baseball. And I go into grand detail on how this sport would have been so much better. And in 2002, I met Rob Manfred, and I never would have considered him for, for, for commissioner. commissioner. It, it's wild, and it's a, it's a really interesting story. Has, has, has Rob Manfred done a good job with what baseball has accomplished this year? With what they've accomplished? Yes. No, because he has a labor issue coming, and he hasn't addressed it in the slightest. And it's, insiders tell me that that was never on the table. December if 1st. It, if you compare it to hockey, right. hockey created that bubble up in Canada, and they extended their CBA by four years with Don Fear as the head of the players. Association. Exactly. So. December, 1st, December 1st, 2021 is Armageddon, right? December 1st, 2021. Could that's be a little the, sooner, but yeah, that's when the CBA They expired. lock it down, and, they, and the owners are going to lock things down. Yep. And it's going to be, it's going to be a civil war. It's going to be and a civil war. And if you thought people were mad during the summer when, you know, it was owners versus players, imagine when we're finally getting back on our feet. We've got live sports back. We've got full arenas, and everything's so positive, and then we're going to have a work stoppage. <laughs> I just think that... that they could have gassed this entire 2020 season and fixed their sport, and they would finish up in a better position than had they played this season and have the problems they have coming forward. Explain to me how the Tampa Bay Rays spend pennies on the dollar to other organizations in Major League Baseball 
and lap them consistently in being able to develop a contending-type organization. Well, the neatest thing about the Rays is you have to understand that their entire front office are the disciples of Andrew Friedman. And Andrew Friedman, who's running the Dodgers, and if, you know, for people with short memories, understand Andrew Friedman set a culture down there. And I want to also give their owner, uh, Stu Sternberg, a lot of credit. He's been a very, very committed owner. He doesn't have any money. And he doesn't have any revenue coming in, but he's been a very committed owner to that baseball team, and they just have the right people. And when you know, they came in, and Kevin Cash is the right temperament for that ball club, um, I liked them. And I liked them when it was a 162-game season. You know, when we were having this conversation yes. in March, I liked them. Um, I didn't say that they were going to be the best team in the American League or win the American League pennant because it was so long ago. But in this hodgepodge season, they have done very well. And I think they're a lot of fun. Uh, you know, they're not going to draw any ratings. But, you know, and baseball will get criticized for that. But that's not their fault. Now, the uh, Dodgers and the Braves in a series where momentum has meant nothing. I keep hearing talk of momentum, but there has been no momentum <laughs> in this series. Because every time we think some team has it, they don't. So going into game seven tonight, what do you think you can take away from what you've seen through games one and one through six? Well, I'm, I'm done guessing because I was convinced 1-1 in the fifth inning of game four. I was convinced the series was going seven. Okay. But then don't forget, the Braves won that game, and it was 3-1. And I said, wait a second, this whole thing seemed to have backfired. And I wondered if leaving Kershaw in too long was going to come back and bite Dave Roberts. And when I say Dave Roberts, it's the whole whole organization. And it's not just Dave Roberts wasn't – he's not Grady Little sitting on an island thinking about Pedro Martinez, okay? That that was all by script. And, you know, I just thought that the Dodgers' window closed in game four. I really did. And I was convinced. And even when they won in dramatic fashion in game five, I was still convinced the Braves would win in six. Um, but now I guess I'll go back to the original project- projection. That's why projections in the short series are funny, because you got to the Game 7. I just didn't think we'd get there this way. I am so impressed with what the Braves have done, though. And the way I look at it is there's, like, these are two teams sort of at a crossroads because I think this is the Braves just, again, this offseason was the launching off point. I, I, I had breakfast with Alex Anthopoulos before the season. Not and a name I, dropper. I, and, well, hey, what can I do? He was on the show last week, and he, he joined <laughs> us right before it. And I said, he said, what do the fans need in the town this year? I said, the fans need you to win a postseason series. It's got to be, and you got to show up in the NLCS, and you have to look like you belong. That's what the fans are going to demand from this young team. They've shown they belonged, and now they're in a game seven. I mean, it's, it's, I like their chances tonight a lot. I do, too. And, you know, the thing about the last time they were in the NLCS, uh, it was 2001. Yes. And we have these massive national tragedies, and the Braves have success in this century. Yep. Uh, very, very strange, you know, random power, parallel. I mean, look, this is a pick em game. Uh, you know, I'm not going to, you know, one thing I'll never be is, is phony with you and say I have a reason to think Atlanta or, or L.A. It, you know, the neutral site has kind of wiped that all out. Um, there has not been an off day, and both bullpens are gassed. Yes. Um, but baseball uh, reinstituted the uh, off days in the World Series. So you'll have an opportunity. If you win tonight, uh, you have an off day Monday before you start up Tuesday. But then there's an off day between games two and three. And that's vital because, don't forget, they originally had changed that plan and took the off days out 
be after the trade deadline. So you, yes. you, you, you neutered all the teams, and you didn't allow them a chance to stock up on arms. Do you think having no off days in the NLDS, ALDS, and then no off days in the ALCS and NLCS, do you believe it potentially affected the outcome of any of those series? I do. I think it's one of the reasons the Astros had success. Because when teams' depth is compromised, uh, offensive teams can pounce on that. And I thought the Astros did exactly that. And I, you know, all right, you want a name drop? I talked to Dusty Baker last weekend. And those, did the you IT- have breakfast with him? No, because he's in he Houston and we're in a him. pandemic. See, there it is. Or no, he's in uh, California. <laughs> he's in wherever California, he is. exactly. <laughs> wherever he is. See, that joke almost <laughs> ruined. I, the, the, I, I, the neutral sites threw me off. Yes, um, and then, But then the, uh, the argument, you know, don't forget, the Astros were only in the playoffs because of the hodgepodge extra round that the owners and players uh, agreed upon and the networks uh, pre- yes. you know, pre- presented. Uh, they're enough, a sub-500 team. And, you know, like the Nationals, I would say to the Astros, if they had not made the playoffs, chalk this year up, this is a hodgepodge season, and don't worry about it. And instead, they turned something into, they tried to restore a little bit of pride and dignity into that franchise. They're still the cheating Astros, but they've got a classy manager, and they're, they're headed in the right direction. They put a smile on your face. So the... In the Dusty, Fal- we trust you. The Falcons, uh, so three weeks ago, after 20 years, I, I, I get shown the door from my radio show. In I, I heard it. And, we, then, I and, then, and then Thomas Dimitrov gets shown the door this week as the Falcons GM. You so guys I reach, do a podcast. So I reach out to Thomas, and I congratulate him on, he was the best general manager the organization's ever had. And even though things didn't go well at the end, I sent him a, I sent him a note. So he calls me the other night to pick up the phone. I said, how you doing? And he says, well, I outlasted you by three weeks. <laughs> I said, that's a great line. That's a great line. Should I be concerned that my daughter, who is almost 17, is going to a Halloween party as Wonder Woman? I've seen the costume. I'm telling you. And she's she get a, a young Linda Carter. I think Linda Carter would be very proud of her. If I, 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 I met love Linda, Linda Carter. I met her on the beach once at Dewey Beach in Delaware. Oh, can I can I counter that? You oh, she, did you do like podcasts with her? She follows me on Twitter. Oh my gosh! And I screen grabbed it once, and I saved the image of the notification that got that Linda Carter follows me oh on Twitter. Oh my gosh! I was in heaven. Guess what? And she was trying I, I to saw, get her on Sports with Friends. I saw I mean, her in the on night. Hall of Justice. I saw her in the 90s. Yeah, Sports with Friends, I bet you she could do that, too. I saw her in the 90s on the beach in Dewey Beach, Delaware. And she was, she was absolutely gorgeous, no makeup or anything. Oh, she, she's, she's, she's an icon. But, so should I worry about my daughter going as Wonder Woman? I don't know that the, the young man that potentially is catching her eye. I don't I, know what I, he's I, going I, at. I would, just, I would worry about all the potential Steve Trevors out there. <laughs> If there is a, if there is a, a somebody that like, if the young man that potentially she has interest in, if he comes in, what costume should I be worried? What, what, what costume? If she's Wonder Woman, who should I be concerned with? Oh, like Daredevil. Okay, okay, I'll be concerned. I'll be concerned. Everybody, check out Seth Everett and linked all his stuff. I love laughing with you. It's fun to laugh with mm-hmm. more of that. Seth, mm-hmm. always a great time, buddy. Thank you, man. You got it, buddy. Thank you. 
If football is a religion, consider yourself in the front pew. Back to the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. I appreciate you being a part of the show. Also appreciate the fact that Jason Cole got up early with us, the editor-in-chief of Fansided. He's got to be up on a Sunday morning ready to go. He's got a new book out he's going to tell us about, too, on the life of one of the quarterbacks that I consider maybe the best ever that I ever saw. Jason Cole joins us now on the John Kincaid Show. Hi, Jason. How are you this morning? Hi, John. Hey, I'm great. How are you? I'm doing well. I mean, it's a as crazy as this year has been, there's a sense of normalcy to an NFL Sunday, though the scheduling has been a little erratic. Are you surprised? Mm-hmm. Are you surprised that the NFL has managed to pull this off almost as seamlessly as they have? Well, we're only a third of the way through. I mean, I so I mean, things have had a couple of hiccups. And let's just say this, if it gets worse from here, it gets more problematic. And, and, you know, in the general public, the prediction is things are going to get a lot worse. So because hoping, of, I mean, look, you mean scheduling, I, you think it'll get worse for the NFL to be able to well, make up games and stuff. More, team, more teams are getting sick. And you're saying, you know, a, a flare up here, a flare up there. You know, teams can't get, seem to get it under control fast enough. And so I worry that things are going to go off the rails. But look, so far, so good. I, they haven't had quite the, as many problems that baseball had early on when you had three teams that you know, basically went 10 days without playing, like the Marlins, the Cardinals, the Phillies. Um, you, know, you had some really big hiccups early. But I think that those hiccups reinforced to guys, look, you have to take this incredibly seriously. You have to be incredibly careful if we're going to pull this off. And at this point in time, I think most of the players are like, look, we want to get this done. We want to have a season. We want to get paid, and you know, we want to compete for championships. So I think, I think it'll get better from here, just based on human reaction. And so, if if this is the worst it got, then it's good. And I keep hearing but, about it. You know, it says yeah. they say that players keep getting sick. The fact is, is that nobody has had any. There's been nothing out of the NFL. All the positive tests. There's been nothing. Everybody recovers, and most it appears asymptomatic. This has been a – I wonder if everybody got tested in the NFL, you know, in, 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 in the life, outside the NFL, how many of us well, would have some, it. Yeah, there were some guys who got it beforehand that sure. got and were, and were pretty sick. And I think that, again, you're talking about generally healthy people. So even among the baseball players, sure. you didn't have a lot of guys who got really seriously sick. Freddie Freeman talked about – that was before the season that he got really yes. sick. Obviously, Darwin's and Hernandez from the Red Sox – you know, couldn't play because he got uh, myocarditis, um, which is an inflammation of your heart. Sure. So, I mean, there, there, there are some serious ones within the athlete, the general athlete population. But no, most of these guys are, as you say, healthy enough to get over it without serious symptoms. Um, yeah. But, but, you know, so again, so far so good. The NFL has been able to get it together. Hopefully, guys take it seriously, but you, you, you're always worrying out there that something will go sideways. Now, we wanted to have you on to talk about the NFL and this weekend's slate of games. But when I found out about your book coming out, The mm-hmm. Relentless Life, to me, John Elway, Jason, is it crazy? Have you ever had anybody say to you, I think early 50s, he's the best quarterback that I ever saw? Is that crazy? 
Well, no, no, that's not crazy. I mean, well, I feel that way. But I, look, I have my own personal bias because I went to college with him. So, you know, that was part of the reason I wrote this book. It's not really an ode to John Elway, but, you know, people inspire you and you watch them. And, and yeah, I was physically gifted. I'd say he's, he's as physically gifted, if not more so, than any quarterback I've ever seen. The final results, look, it's like I said on a Boston show this week. Brady, if you're just going to go on resume, Brady wins, all right? Because this is about winning titles. But I also said, if you put Brady and Elway next to each other in a combine drill format, it's not close. I mean, Elway destroys him. And that's and part of the reason Elway ultimately didn't win as many championships as some of the other guys, Brady, Montana, you know, we go on down the line is that the circumstances weren't as good. You know, the there coaching, isn't a, coaching wasn't there, there. Yeah, There isn't a job, there isn't a championship that Tom Brady won that I don't think Elway could have won with the same team. I, I, just, I just don't. I, right. I, think, I think John Elway was, again, it's called a relentless life. The book, there's a reason. The man is relentless. I mean, he, and, hmm. and he was a relentless competitor. Oh, he's, he's, one, he's one of the most competitive. In a, look, in a profession that is as type A alpha, you know, competitive, he's at the top of that list. And so he's an, he's an extreme example of, of a competitive human, which is why after a Hall of Fame career, after winning two Super Bowls, he's back as an executive. And he did that. And one of the things that really attracted me to this book was not so much his playing career, because there's, you know, a lot of great players and People have written plenty about their careers. But the thing that really drove it over the top for me is he was an executive for six years in the arena football league because he, you know, Mike Shanahan wouldn't hire him to do personnel in the early 2000s after he retired because he didn't want him in the building because he didn't want that conflict of who's in charge. And so... You know, the fact that he said, okay, I can't get a job with the Broncos. I'm going to go start an arena football league team, and I'm going to pour myself into this, and I'm going to learn how to – I'm going to learn how to be an executive so that I'm ready for the NFL when that opportunity comes up. Like, that tells me an awful lot about John Elway. And then he's been successful since becoming an executive. You get that Super Bowl ring. That works out that way. How can people get a copy of A Relentless Life? Well, it's in bookstores. Um, Amazon. I see it on Amazon. Amazon. Amazon.com. And there's free shipping. Barnesandnoble.com. So all sorts of books. That's good. I'm glad to to hear that. Let me ask you this one football question about today's slate. The Battle of the Mm -hmm. Bays. Do, are we are we reading too much into the battle of the bays because the two quarterbacks are never competing directly against each other on the field at the same time? Uh, no, I think that this is a game where the two quarterbacks are looking, going, you know, I want to upstage that guy. Sure, I want everybody to look at this and say I'm the best one on the field today. So there's there's a little of that, you know, tit for tat, like. What'd you do? Well, watch what I do. Um, now, I think ultimately both of these guys are mature enough to say we're going to do what's in the best interest of winning the game. 
and they're not going to get distracted by, you know, he threw two touchdown passes, I, I need to throw another one, or I need to throw three, you know, whatever that is. It's about winning the game. But, look, they're measuring each other, um, each other against each other. Like, they want to sit there and go, I was the best sure. quarterback on the field today. Jason Cole, NFL Editor-in-Chief from Fansided, I appreciate your time. Good job today, buddy. Thank you, sir. We'll talk to you soon. I will talk to you soon. Good to have Jason Cole join us here on the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. You know what else is good? When I actually deliver on a tease. I told you I was going to give you my first four, my playoff four in the world of college football. I'm going to do it. Every week, John Kincaid puts the top teams in college football on notice. It's time for J.K.'s Playoff Four. All right, I'm sorry to be late with this. I shouldn't have done that. I put it out on Twitter, at John Kincaid for you, too. My Playoff Four. Look, Clemson deserves the number one spot. They've earned it. They continue to impress. They're doing a spectacular job. Clemson, you've got that number one spot, and there's no P in Clemson. Down in the South people pronounce it with a P and there is no P in it. I don't understand it. Number two, Alabama. And they proved it again last night. Boy, do they show what they, they just show up when you need them to show up. Clemson and Alabama one, two, uh, number three, number number three, um, no one, no one received votes. I I tried to find a third team. No one received votes. And number four, are you freaking kidding me? Are you even watching college football? There isn't a fourth best team. Woof. By the way, I think Ohio State probably is going to slide in as the three team. But nobody is in the four right now. Terrible. Are you freaking kidding me? College football's awful. Woof. There's no terrible. Absolutely terrible. So, number one, Clemson. Number two, Alabama. Number three, no one receiving votes. And number four, are you freaking kidding me? Hopefully things improve. There you go. Here's your first four, your playoff four in the world of college football. I, I Look, I'm, people are going to say I'm copping out. I'm not copping out. I'm just telling you, it's terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Just like your NFL picks. Well, I, I went one and two last week. <laughs> By the way, how bad are you when you go one and two and your percentage goes up for the year? You're bragging about it. <laughs> no, I'm not bragging. I'm just saying my percentage went from 25% to 27% on a one and two week. Seriously, if my full-time job search goes like my NFL picks go, I'm going to be selling my body on the street corner. JK's luscious locks are going to be bald at the end of the season. I mean, honestly, it's just terrible. I mean, it's, it's absolutely atrocious. Very terrible. Woof. Well, I mean, just absolutely awful. Unbelievable. Oh, man. It's so, so bad. It really is. It's so, so bad. I, I'm, I'm wondering, though, now, this giant gap in talent in the world of college football. And it really is. It's a talent gap. Look at all the NFL guys loaded on both sides of the ball for Clemson and Alabama. And then look at everybody else. And if you're Kirby Smart in the University of Georgia, you've got to wonder to yourself, We've got those big-time type of names now, too. We've been recruiting with them, and it's five years in. But the gap seems to be getting larger, not, not closer, not more narrow. It seems to be getting wider. Georgia was closer in year two of Kirby Smart. 
to overtake in Alabama than they were in year three and that they appear to be in year five. And that, 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 that's got to scare people in college football because right now, you talk about the haves and the have-nots, you're usually expecting that means that there's 10, 15 teams that could any year win the college football national title. And I tell you every summer, and we do it on the show, and I'll say, you know what? This year I think there's seven that could win it. LSU proved this last year. It can happen. But wow. What Clemson and Alabama have cooking is terrible for everybody else. The only good thing is Clemson has a coach who I believe is 49. So they've got a guy who has plenty of years left to be able to deliver on all this talent, all these championships. Nick Saban, I'm not so sure. But my daughter really loved that Alabama campus this week. Boy, did they do a great job. Alabama looking good. All right, the two teams in the National League Championship Series Game 7 have two completely different trajectories. Plus, there are some other games in the NFL that intrigue me for various reasons. We get to all of that in the final hour of the John Kincaid Show on CBS Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 